Hey, friend, I don't know if you know this, but I have a new book coming out on March 5th. It's called Protect Your Peace, Non-Unapologetic Principles to Thrive in a Chaotic World. And I would love your support by pre-ordering my book. Go to TrentSheldon.com slash book. Why pre-order? Because as an author, it helps me. Get on more TV shows. The book gets in more stores. And for you, you get a whole bunch of cool free stuff that will go away soon if you don't pre-order. So go pre-order the book. Get the book. This book is going to change the world. Let's get it. Hey, what's up, Rehabbers across the world? Welcome to today's episode of Straight Up Podcast. I'm your host, Trent Sheldon. Listen, today is going to be different. Today, I'm actually going to read a little bit from my new book, Straight Up. And the chapter that I'm reading is called Protect Your Life. But it won't be me reading the whole time. I'm going to read a little bit. And then I'm going to actually <laughs> like be straight up about a lot of things. And just to be clear, if you're not texting me, what are you doing? All right, make sure you text me. Text me straight up to 817-242-2719. It is me. Okay, like if you guys know me, you know how involved I am in my community. I probably give way too much of myself, but that's just who I am because I appreciate you guys. I can't respond to everybody, obviously, but I spend time responding as much as I can. And there's a lot of cool benefits. Like I'm sending information, videos, audios that nobody else gets. So it's free. You just got to pay whatever you pay for texting on your phone, but it's free, right? That's it. So make sure you hit me up. What's up, rehabbers across the world? Welcome to Straight Up with Trent Shelton. Throughout my career, from the NFL to sold out stages speaking to thousands, I built up a toolkit to break through negative mindsets, let go of what's holding you back, and start rehabbing your life. And every show is gonna be jam-packed with tips, tricks, and tools to push you forward. I'm always gonna be real with you and give you the 100% truth, even when it's gonna pierce your heart. This is me, Trent Shelton, straight up. But I want to get into this today. And today is one of those days where this message is just piercing my heart. And when I have a message that pierces my heart, like I can't ignore it. I can't ignore it. So some of you might have heard me talk about some of this before, but I just feel like there's somebody who needs it. And a matter of fact, I know because I know majority of my message that I get are about what I'm about to talk about, you know, and I want you to think about something real quick. A lot of times in life, we're not where we should be at or we're not, you know, progressing, not because of us. And I'm a big believer in taking responsibility. Like it all starts with you, right? I'm a big believer in that. But also taking responsibility that you might have things in your life that are keeping you from where you want to be. And so today's message is simply this, protect your life, protect it. You got to stop allowing people and things in your life that aren't meant to be there. And you know, you know, right? The values are different. The mindset is different. How they treat people is different. All these things. Some people say, well, Trent, I have no choice. Let me tell you something. You got a choice in life, period. You got a choice. Some choices are very, 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 very hard to make. I understand that. And this is not just about intimate relationships. It's actually about all relationships in general. And some of us, whether it's friends, whether it's coworkers, whether it's, it could be anything. You got to get to a point in life when you really protect your life and you say, you know what? I'm going to be loyal to me first before anything else. And that doesn't make you selfish. The world will try to paint that picture that you're selfish because you're loyal to you. You're selfish because you say no. You're selfish because you cut someone off. You're selfish because you choose not to tolerate certain things no more. You're selfish because you got yourself out of that environment. That's not selfish. That's called self-respect. Don't allow anything or anyone to make you feel guilty for cutting something off in your life when that something or someone handed you the scissors. 
That's one of my most popular quotes that you probably heard me say a thousand times. When someone has handed you the scissors consistently, and let's be real, there's people who handed us the scissors over and over, we decided to like not cut it, right? We had the scissors in our hand, but we didn't actually cut it. And if somebody's continuously handed you the scissors, when you know you've done nothing but try to help them, when you know you've done nothing but try to believe in them, when you know you've done nothing but giving them opportunity and chance after chance and giving your forgiveness and giving your trust, and they continuously like hand you the scissors, that is not on you. Like that is on them. And you got to make a decision because if you don't make a decision, life will decide for you. And I know sometimes we think, oh, like, well, if I make this decision, like, man, they're going to be upset with me. They're going to be mad at me. Listen, I'm to the point in my life and maybe it's just me. I don't care who's mad at me. I don't care who gets upset with me because I remind myself of this. Every time that I'm in a place where I have to move on from something or someone in my life, I remind myself of this. I'm not a perfect human being, right? You're not a perfect human being. So I'm not trying to say that think you're better than people. I remind myself of this when it comes to this, right? So when people try to make you feel like you're a bad person, right, for taking care of you, for protecting your life, you have to vividly remind yourself and be straight up with yourself like all the things that you've done. And it's not to pat yourself on the back. It's not to make yourself look better than other people. But when someone tries to make me feel bad for saying no or for make me feel bad for removing them from my life or make me feel bad for, you know, saying, okay, I'm moving on from this situation. I'm moving on from this environment. I often remember the things that, I've done because life will try to make you, this world will try to make you feel like you're a bad person. So remind yourself, right? So what do, what do I do? I remind myself of everything that I've done for people. Like I live to help people. Like that's who I am. I've dedicated my life to help people. And I'm gonna just be real. And this might be TMI, too much information, but there's not a person that's close to me. A person that's close to me. There's not one person that's close to me. It might be some people fall through the cracks, but it's not a person that's close to me that can say, Trent, hasn't gave me an opportunity or Trent hasn't been there for me. Whether it's investing in them, whether it's having conversations with them, helping them, right? Helping them get ahead or whatever it may be. Like I know who I am. And when you know who you are, right? When you know who you are, you don't have to believe who people try to make you become. You don't have to believe the picture that they want to paint to the world because your character will always outweigh your reputation, and some of us, what we do is we keep things in our life because we're so afraid what they're going to say to everybody else. We're so afraid that they're going to sp spread our business. We're so afraid they're going to tell our secrets. They're so afraid that they're going to do all these things. Who cares? You got to get to a point where you don't care no more. And I'm not telling you to live a careless life because I want you to live a very intentional life, but you got to stop caring about certain things. You got to stop caring about things you shouldn't care about. Stop caring about things you can't control. You can't control what someone says about you. You can't control when people spread rumors. You can't control the gossip. But what you can control is yourself. What you can control is you protecting your life. I refuse to like get to the end of my life and realize that I lived an unfulfilled life. I lived a stressful life. I lived a, a, a life full of anxiety because I was afraid to make a decision, because I was afraid to move on from someone, because I was afraid to cut someone off when they handed me the scissors. I refuse to live like that. So I don't know about you, but I refuse to live like that. I'm not living my next 30 years like that. I made that mistake in my 20s. I made that mistake in my early 30s. But I made a decision and a commitment to myself that I'm going to protect my life, that I'm not going to be used anymore, that I'm not going to keep giving chances to people who abuse those chances, that I'm not going to keep giving my trust to people who've shown that they have been untrustworthy. I'm not going to continue to do that for the sake of anyone or anybody, because I'm not going to sit here and, and complain that my life is stressed out when I'm willingly, because you are willing, and I know I'm talking passionate right now, but I know y'all feel me, when you are willingly keeping stress in your life. Like you're willingly doing it. There, there's no solution to that.
When people inbox me and say, Trent, like, how do I do this? Or how do I get rid of this? And I'm like, you can't get rid of it if you're keeping it. Hello? You can't get rid of it if you're choosing to keep it. It's like, man, I have, it's like somebody been in the house said, man, I have so much trash in my house. Okay, take the trash out. I don't want to take the trash out, but I have so much trash in my house. How many of us, and I've been guilty of this too, we complain about things that we're not willing to change, right? You can't get rid of certain things if you're choosing to keep it. And I'm going to get to this book in a second, I promise you. But this is the thing too, is that oftentimes we allow the things outside of us to control us. And I kind of stated this earlier. I see so many people, whether it's an athlete that has the potential, whether it's an entrepreneur that has the potential, whether it's you listeners that have the potential. And some of us, we never meet our potential because it's the outside things. And that's what the enemy does. If the enemy can't get to you, you know what the enemy's going to do? The enemy's going to get to everything around you to take your attention off of what it should be focused on, to have you deal with things that you don't have to deal with. And there's no worse way to live life than having to deal with things that you shouldn't be dealing with, to having to solve problems that you didn't create. And I understand this. There's certain things in life that you have to solve, right? Your kids, your friends, certain things that you don't mind solving and helping out with. But some of us, people are willingly causing their own problems in their life over and over again for whatever reason, and you're having to deal with it, right? They're causing their own mess, and you're having to clean it up. And then they don't even appreciate you for cleaning it up because they make that same mess again. Go listen to the Enabler podcast. You need to be refreshed on that. So this is my motto, and this might seem very insensitive, but it's real. I love to help people with their problems until their problems become my problem. I love to help people with their situation until their situation starts to affect on my situation. Because I feel like as a friend, for me speaking about myself personally, I don't want to ever allow my life to affect someone else's. I don't want to ever allow my situation to become a hindrance to someone else's situation. I don't want to allow my problems to become someone else's problems. So if someone offers me help, I'm going to do everything I can to change that situation. If someone gives me an opportunity, I'm going to do everything that I can to really value that opportunity and change the things that I need to change in my life. But some of us, what we do is we keep allowing other people's problems to become ours. And we have all these problems in our life that are not ours. You sitting here carrying, it's like you walking through the airport and you carrying other people's baggage that ain't yours. How crazy would you look, right? You're sitting there carrying things that ain't yours and you wonder why your life is so heavy because, listen, life is hard in itself. As a person, we got our own situations to deal with. But when you sit here and you carry, I understand, like your kids, people that you love, you're willing to carry those things. I understand that. Don't take this out of context. But again, some of us are carrying grown adult people's problems when they want to act like kids, when they don't want to grow up. And you sitting there, you're being the recipient of their situation. And it's weighing you down. And it's keeping you from reaching your full potential because someone else doesn't want to be responsible. It's keeping you from actually focusing on what's going to move your life forward. Now you have to deal with things that you shouldn't have to deal with. You got to protect your life. Let me read this out of my book real quick from straight up. I'm going to be real with you. You need to start protecting your life. Not everyone deserves you. Not everyone deserves to be in your life. I am very picky about what I place in my life. I am very picky about who I place in my life. The reason is... I cannot afford to have certain people, certain mindsets, certain information in my life. It's not good for me. Let me stop right there to explain something that. The reason being is because I know that certain mindsets, certain information, I am not, you are not strong enough. I am not strong enough to not allow those things to infiltrate my mindset, to not allow information to warp my mind, to warp the way that I think 
You have to stop thinking that you can keep all these things in your life and you're super strong and these things are not going to affect you. They will affect you. Okay, back to the book. I learned early on, there are people who can mess up my entire day. Can you relate to that? They're nothing but drama. They're excessively pessimistic. They're gossipers. I cannot afford to catch what they got. Pause right now. I want you to think about it. I'm actually like doing like a book review right now. I want you to think about that. Like who in your life or around you that when you look at them, right, and you evaluate their life that you're like, man, I do not want to catch what they got. But yet you're keeping yourself around them consistently because you're afraid to make a decision. And what you don't know is that you're catching what they have because you're keeping yourself around them. If you're in the same environment, I promise you, you will catch their sickness if you're in the same environment. So think about that. Back to the book. You know what I'm talking about, right? It puts pause on your purpose. When I see negative people call my phone, this is real. It's just high and by. I keep it pushing. I'm not saying I'm mean. I pray for folks. But what you put in your life consistently will influence your life. You've seen this, right? Your friend who used to be so cool started hanging out with that crowd and it rubbed off on them. And they changed into a different person and not a better person either. Or your friend started dating someone who's not a great person and they started changing too. They fell into the wrong crowd. Listen to this. You will become what you surround your life with. Be careful who you let in your life. If they're not growing you, if they're not making you better, if they're not a positive influence, it's time to protect your life. I tell people all the time, we protect our houses, we protect our cars. Heck, we even protect our lockers at school. Think about that. How many things did you protect better than you protect your life? This is not a part of the book. I'm just asking you right now. How many things do you protect better than you protect your life? Is your life not more valuable than those things that you are protecting so well? Then why can't you protect your life like that? Back to the book. <laughs> but we don't protect our lives. Here's how I think about it. I got this from my mama growing up. My mom was not a woman who suffered fools lightly. She wasn't harsh to people. My mother was one of the kindest people I've ever known. But just because she was kind doesn't mean she wasn't smart or wise. My mama was very particular about who she let into her house. She would not let just anybody into our house, like straight up. You had to be trustworthy before she even opened the door. Some of y'all got a mama like that? She made people earn their way into the house. In fact, it was almost as if my mama used our house as a big metaphor for human relationships. Here's how it worked. You guys stick with me. The first way, the sidewalk. Think about your life, right? Think about the sidewalk in your life right now. This is the most public part of your life. Tons of people are here and they walk by your house. This is everyone you go to school with or in a class with or work with or everyone in your neighborhood. The sidewalk isn't really your house and you really can't control who is on your sidewalk. You can't remove people or wish people gone from social situations you have no business trying to control. For example, if you ever heard someone say, I wish I didn't have a class with that person or I wish I wasn't working the same shift as that person or I wish that person wasn't on the team. Well, you don't get to decide that. That's not your call. And oftentimes, we worry about the sidewalk too much in our life, right? The things that we can't control. We let those things control us. Even the things we can control, we let it control us because we don't make a decision. So let's move on in this book. After the sidewalk, right? Front porch. The front porch is the most open and public part of your house. You use your front porch as a way of getting to know people. My mom would call people up from the sidewalk or invite people over to the front porch to talk and chat. She see a new neighbor or coworker would stop by or the mailman would be delivering packages and my mama would meet them on the front porch. The front porch happens when you spend a little time getting to know someone. Maybe you sit with them at lunch 
Are you talking to them before your shift or class? You chat with them a little bit on social media. You're getting to know them, asking questions, listening. But here's the thing. With my mama, the split second someone seemed dangerous or threatening, she got them off the porch. I remember more than one aggressive person that was trying to sell us something. She shooed them away. No, thank you. I'm not interested, she would say. Adding a forceful, good day, sir, and good luck. That's my mama for you. One time I brought a friend over, and he said something disrespectful to my mama. It was a hot day, and he barked at her, get us some lemonade, would you? And my mother looked at him. I tell you, I backed away from that kid because I thought my mother's eyes were going to shoot laser beams. Young man, why don't we try that again? My mother said quietly, which scared me even more. <laughs> and this time, let's pretend like I'm the adult and you're the child that respects his elders. I don't think that, ever, that kid ever came back over to our house. So how do we know who's safe? The way they talk, what they, why, why they talk about it, who they make fun of, the types of jokes, right? How do we know these things? There are people, as I'm getting to know them, who reveal to me that they probably aren't getting into my house, right? They're on their front porch. Think about this. People who make slightly racist comments, people who make fun of other people in a mean way, people who are really negative, people who are critical in an unhelpful way, people who complain a lot, people who cuss a ton, just regular conversations, people who don't like the Baylor Bears. (laughs) So that's the front porch, guys. How many of you have allowed people that just should be on the front porch in your house, right? In your life. Think about it right now. How many of you have allowed that? And I'm skipping a lot in this book because I want to, I don't want to make this about the whole book. The third part is the living room. The living room is inside of your house. If my mama let you into the living room, into the house, you were someone who she had determined trustworthy enough to come inside. If you weren't, she would have literally opened the front door and keep the chain on the door and talked you through the chain. My mama is like very notorious for that. She was very serious for that. But when she took the chain off and the door swung wide, it was because you were someone my mother trusted enough to let in her house. Now, here's the point my mama taught me. Not everyone deserves to be in your house because not everyone is safe. And here's the thing. You are responsible for every single person that enters your house, a.k.a. your life. If the person does damage or tracks in dirt or breaks something, you are the one with the mess. It's up to you to clean the mess up. No one else will. So be wise about who you open the door for. There's two more areas. Think about that. You are responsible for the people that you allow in your life, okay? Third, the kitchen. If my mama loved you and you've proven yourself to her, she would invite you into the kitchen. This was the area your closest friends get into. My friends love the kitchen because my mama could cook straight up. If you were in my mama's kitchen, you were loved and you had proven yourself to be trustworthy. For my mama, entry to the kitchen equal time plus trust. You can't build up trust to get into the kitchen except over time. But here's what my mama taught me about the kitchen. The kitchen was where the laughter happened. The kitchen was where the real conversations about real things happened. The kitchen was a place of friendship and family. In fact, the kitchen was where most of the real life was done. The kitchen was the best. Last but not least, guys, upstairs. In our house, all the bedrooms were upstairs. And my mother was very particular about who she let upstairs. When I was little, I can't remember that many people were allowed to play in my room upstairs. This was the most vulnerable part of our house. It's where the valuables are kept. It's also where you live, and sometimes it's messy. That area isn't for everyone. The upstairs is the most vulnerable part of your life and your heart. And because of that, this is where most damage can be done. If you let someone untrustworthy come upstairs, they can do some real damage. Upstairs is only for a few people. In my own life, the people I allow to come upstairs are my parents, my wife, my son, my daughters. That might be like three or four people. 
So who is in the house of your life? Should they be in your house in the first place? Because here's the issue. If you let people into your house who have no business being there, who are untrustworthy or toxic, they will make a mess. They will break things and they will leave and it will be up to you to clean those things up. I talk to people all the time who have people in their lives who are treating them very poorly. And I say, as kindly as I can, are people treating you a certain way that you don't like? Why is that? Why are they even in your life? How did they get so close to you? Why did you open the door? It's time to protect your life. So my friend, listen to this. I'm glad you stuck with me through all the illustrations. But I wanted you to see your life as that. And the mistake that we often make is we allow people who should be on the sidewalk, because they showed us they should be on the sidewalk, or at least the front porch, we allow them upstairs in our life because we're so afraid to tell them, hey, you got to get out. And maybe there's people who earn their way upstairs in your life, but maybe they didn't keep your trust to stay up there in your life. And we're keeping them up there and we're having to deal with the mess that they're creating. So as we wrapped up this episode, my message to you is protect your life like you protect everything else. And don't feel guilty for doing it. Because like I said a million and one times, you only get one shot at these. One shot at this life, should I say. Hopefully we get more than one, right? I said these. But you get one shot at this. One shot. And you don't want to get to the end of your life and realize that your life was a mess because you didn't protect it because you didn't make the decisions you needed to make, because you're afraid to let people know what it really is and what it really should be. And again, this doesn't make you cold-hearted, man. It doesn't make you a bad person, because you know who you are. You know your heart. The people who, who really care about you, they know who you are. Protect your life. But like I said in every single episode, it all starts with you. My book, Straight Up, comes out August 4th. You can pre-order it now. Um, it's for young adults. I believe it's for adults too, as I just read it. Some of the illustrations, you know, of course, relate more to young adults, but it's for everybody. So if you pick up this book, trust me, it will impact your life. If you love this podcast, the book will impact your life. I just read it word for word. So you see how much of the feeling of this podcast, you know, it has in it. So I appreciate you. I'll talk to you guys next episode. Let's get it straight up. Straight up. It's hosted and recorded by me, Trent Shelton. The episodes are produced by Chelsea Harfouche and mixed and edited by Andrew Weller. Cameron Berkman is our executive producer. Straight Up with Trent Shelton is a production of The Hollis Company. Hey, what up, y'all? It's that time of the year. Everybody's talking about forming new and healthier habits. Change your habits, change your life, right? Listen, I love it. I'm sure you started some new habits this year. I know I did. But the question is, how are you tracking those habits? Have you ever wondered, like, which habits matter most? Which habits are you tracking daily, weekly, monthly? A lot of people know they need to improve their habits, but let's be real. They don't know where to start. That's why I think you'll love Growth Day the world's number one, I didn't say two, three, four, number one self-improvement system. Growth Day, what it does is it helps you track proven habits that lead to long-term success, not that short stuff, long-term, lasting change, well-being and positive relationships. And check this out. You can get a free trial right now at growthday.com. What you measure, you can change. The reason people love Growth Day is that you can score your habits every day, week, month. And when you do, 
you get targeted classes to improve those habits. When you sign up today, you also get Growth Day's Mindset Journal, Wellness Challenges, and in-depth personal development courses from the industry's biggest names. And don't forget, I teach live every single month in Growth Day too. You got that right. Yes, every single month I teach a new personal growth topic to help you advance your life. Download Growth Day from the App Store on your phone or start your free trial right now at growthday.com. Let's get it. Hey, I want to make sure you got my phone number. Like, for real, for real. No kidding. Did you even know that I have a community text number? And if you don't, where have you been? So go ahead, take out your pen and paper, take out your phone, and write this number down. My phone number is 817-242-2719. Yep, I'm repeating for you. 817-242-2719. People always ask, Trent, how did you get that community text number? And how does it work? Well, today's your lucky day. Go to community.com and go get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using texting. People just text you at the number. They're added to the group. And then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. Like you already know, I text out podcast links, random things about life. I text out surprises, all the things that I don't post anywhere else except my rehabber text community. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly to you. And guess what? Now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your number. They'll give you a 10-digit real phone number. Not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than just a number, y'all. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS texting. This means you can actually manage your text links from your community and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts at certain times to certain groups. It even comes with auto-replies, so many things. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your phone number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for just that. So go to check them out at community.com. That's community.com. Let's get it.